everybody, and welcome back to Joygasm, video game and movie podcast. I'm Russ, and my arms are sore from Sonic booming my way to victory in episode 320 today, June 7th, 2023. We're going to be getting right into our topic of the day, which is... Street Fighter VI Gameplay Impressions. Now, this is a game that caught my attention a while back when the first trailer was dropped. And to give you a proper context of where I stand with Street Fighter, I have had nothing but the utmost respect for the, the Street Fighter franchise ever since I first played Street Fighter 2. And I am not the best player in Street Fighter. In fact, I would say I'm probably average at best. However, having said that, I do absolutely love the game. I remember being in the arcades back in the day, in the 90s, especially when I remember Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition came out. And at that time, it was the coolest thing because the, the local arcade had this huge screen. Like we, we just weren't used to seeing like these, these large format screens, but it was one of those like deluxe type of arcade cabinets that came with this ginormous screen, had these massive speakers and was just this larger than life thing that drew all kinds of, of teenage crowds as well as kids to see what was going on. And it was so epic to be able to see these players go at each other with that type of presentation back in the day where like, you know, you'd line up your quarters saying, I got next or whatever. And so for me, I would say um, a large part of my uh, fascination with Street Fighter was more from a passive perspective because I simply wasn't good enough to actually compete against like these diehard players. Having said that though, I absolutely love playing the arcade. I loved it when it came to the, the home console on the Super Nintendo. Um, and was just having a blast with it. And of course, as we know, they, meaning Capcom, uh, came out with like multiple versions of Street Fighter, like Street Fighter 2 um, Championship Edition, Street Fighter 2 Hyper Edition, and so on and so forth. And so we've gone through multiple iterations of Capcom's celebrated fighter, which brings us to Street Fighter 6. Now, what's interesting is when Street Fighter 5 came out, there were things about it that I could see were going in the right direction. But at the same time, there were certain executions that I felt were a bit flawed. It's no surprise to all of us. You know, one of the, the big things was how the, the meat on the bone was missing with Street Fighter V. And Capcom ended up doing the right thing by correcting it and bringing in like their arcade edition, which is what I think most folks were, were looking for. And at the same time, like even the, the UI menu structure to me anyway, just seemed kind of cumbersome to navigate through and things just seemed a little too siloed off from each other and whatnot. So that brings us to Street Fighter VI. And I have a number of things I wanna talk about. At a high level, I think it is a, a big improvement over Street Fighter V. I think that the, the art direction is way more cohesive with what we as fans have come to expect from a Street Fighter game. I know in Street Fighter V, there was a certain like crudeness, uh, for lack of a better word, to a lot of the textures. And I know that, that it was intentional. It was, it was part of the art direction 
for Street Fighter V. At the same time, though, I just felt like ah, like like I, I wanted it to be a little more refined, which is exactly what we get in Street Fighter VI. Like it was literally like they they decided to take this kind of bold new approach to the art direction of Street Fighter V, and then with the next iteration, they were able to iterate on it, polish it up, and and I gotta say, I, I just I really enjoy it. So from that perspective, the graphics um, have made a large improvement. I I must say at the top of the show that the game itself it's a tale of two stories really and I'm going to dive more into that as I go along but I wanted to get that out of the way as I'm talking about this now going on with the graphics what's interesting is that the so the characters look fantastic I absolutely love seeing the intros um, the, the victory cinematic moments the, even even some of the, the cinematic fighting moments. All of that looks fantastic. I personally am a big fan of this new visual they use with the, the drive system, which I'll talk to you in a, in a bit about. But it has kind of like that. When you perf- when you execute like a special move, you see like this kind of burst of color, almost like in a graffiti style fashion as they're, they're pulling off their super move. I really like that. I think it's great. I do think when it comes to the the backgrounds. Surprisingly, for me personally, the backgrounds actually look like they could use a little more TLC. I'm saying that with the notion that Capcom is known for its, its graphics powerhouses. It doesn't matter if it's Street Fighter or it's Resident Evil or Devil May Cry or Monster Hunter. Like their entire package is so high production value and I just feel like as I was playing it, if I were to compare, say, the backgrounds of Street Fighter VI to the backgrounds of Mortal Kombat 11, you know, I would say Mortal Kombat 11 being an older title actually has more detail in the backgrounds than Street Fighter VI does. So that was a bit of a surprise to me. Another thing that's worth pointing out with regards to the graphics is that there is an option where you can choose either resolution or performance. And I bought the game on PS5. So in the PS5 version, if you're in kind of the menu system and you're, you're figuring out what you want to do, um, you'll notice there, there's a, I think it's called it's either display or graphics, maybe graphics uh, that's in the options, but you'll notice that there is that option. If you are anywhere inside the game however at least on the ps5 that option is grayed out you cannot actually change it what you have to do and i discovered this kind of haphazardly on youtube is you literally have to back out to the title screen and initially press start so you go into like that that initial next screen and then once again press what is the whatever the equivalent is of the start button or menu button and there is where you can actually have that become activated so you can select either performance uh, or resolution. So wanted to throw that out to you in case you were also coming across that same problem and you're just wondering why on earth do they offer that option if it's grayed out? Maybe it's a bug. My hope is, is that Capcom will address that and make that active no matter where you are in the game because it is kind of a annoying to have to like back out all the way to the title screen and then go back in just to change that that mode 
And what is interesting to me is that, so the performance mode, of course, is based around the frames per second. No surprise there. And it makes sense in terms of being a, a player in a fighting game. You want to be able to have the absolute maximum amount of frames so that way you can you know, strategize how you're going to take out your opponent. The resolution side of things, what's interesting to me is that in my experience, the resolution when it comes to the fighting ground, and I'll, and I'll, I'll talk, well, maybe I'll talk about right that briefly right now. So in Street Fighter VI, you have three different modes. You have World Tour, you have Battle Hub, and you have Fighting Ground. Fighting Ground is kind of like the, the classic, what we're used to, Street Fighter arcade experience, right? And when I was playing in Fighting Ground, I had, I, first of all, I was playing quite a bit in performance mode, and then I switched it to resolution. And the the actual frame rate for me personally, when I'm playing in Fighting Ground, didn't really drop, which was interesting. When I decided to try out World Tour, however, um, I also did both. I did one that was in performance mode. I did the other um, in resolution. That's where I noticed the frame started to take a hit was, I, I don't know if it's because you have more characters in the scene or because now you're in like a an actual 3D world and, and you, you have these kind of real-time fights that you pick with pedestrians and that sort of thing. And as a result, like you notice a drop in frames. I mean, it, it's like probably oscillating between 25 to 30 frames per second as opposed to 60 frames per second. So that is something that I've continued to take a look at. I'm going to continue trying out resolution mode in fighting grounds to see if maybe that was a fluke or maybe the frames will remain at like 60 frames per second. So we'll, we'll just have to, to see on that. The aesthetic has also been updated a bit in Street Fighter VI where you can tell they've decided to change up at least some of the, the rapper side of things. The, the, the rapper aesthetic is <laughs> what I call it. But when you look at, for instance, at like the, the logo, the title screen, I was really shocked at how they have done away with the classic Street Fighter font. Like, you know, when you're used to seeing Street Fighter 2 or Street Fighter 2 Alpha, Street Fighter 3, whatever it may be, um, they would have that kind of uh, orange and yellow gradient. They would have a certainly like that kind of uh, very defined flame looking type of uh, font along with it. And in this game, they have a, a stylized Roman numeral six logo in the background. And then it, it says Street Fighter across the foreground. But the font is very different. Not a huge deal, but at the same time, like. I'm surprised that they decided to go away from what is universally recognized as the Street Fighter logo. Um, so it, it does make things a little bit different. If I had a preference, I think I would actually prefer to bring back the old style of the logo simply because that's just one of the many things that Street Fighter fans celebrate. The other thing I noticed too is there is more of an emphasis on graffiti this time and I think they were trying to tap into more of that urban sensibility and so 
you'll see it like for instance in, like we're talking about the logo you'll see it in the background there there's there's a bunch of graffiti you'll see it around the um the roman numeral roman numeral there we go roman numeral six logo it's inside of there and that sort of thing that stuff looks good i actually like that i think that looks really cool also in the game as you're performing some of those special moves that we'll talk more about in a minute you have this kind of all of a sudden splash and burst of these different colors that come out. I really like that too. I think that's super cool. It really gives uh, more of that like salt of the earth, grounded, urban. Like like these are, uh, I don't know. Like like these these aren't um, com- the world of Street Fighter is not designed to necessarily be like a commissioned UFC fight where like. <laughs> it's very corporate in nature now. It's it's Street Fighter. It's literally like you're on the streets. You're like this hardened bare knuckle fighter or whatever it is that you may be. And so how do we visually reinforce that? And I think they did, they've done a nice job in that sense. There is more of a presence also of hip hop, which I go back and forth on. I feel like that is a bit of a mixed bag in the sense that while they don't use it throughout the game, because they, they certainly have a variety of different types of genres of music, there is kind of more of like this kind of overemphasis within the menu systems and like when you're preparing to fight and that sort of thing of having that kind of music. And to me, playing a lot of the older Street Fighters it doesn't necessarily gel 100%, if that makes any sense. It's not bad, but at the same time, I feel as though maybe they could have played with that a little bit more, have a little bit more balance to, you know, maybe depending on like which characters you choose, you know, if those character archetypes are fond of hip hop or whatever. It's, it's almost like if you think of like the WWE, or you think of like boxing or whatever, and you have the the fighters come out, they have their own theme songs, right? Like they have things like that that go on that help to play into their, their own unique personas. That's something that I think, if I were to offer some unsolicited advice, would be really nice for a game like this where I don't know if like they could figure out a way to have like, since there are two fighters, you could have the beginning of one theme song and have it kind of transition into the second fighter's theme song. I'm not exactly sure. Or maybe you just have kind of more of a jukebox randomizer type of feature where as you see the fighters strutting out to get ready for their match, maybe like there are, it kind of randomizes between, I don't know, five different songs. I don't know. These are just, just little suggestions that I have. So I wrote down the gameplay mechanics that really fundamentally shift and change what we've been used to in previous Street Fighter games. I'll be the first to admit that a lot of the previous types of systems, I really didn't comprehend or fully understand. I think part of that was because I was kind of more of like a a passive fan with Street Fighter. Once again, in the sense of like, like I would totally love watching like the esports of Street Fighter, right? Like watching these seasoned pros go at it and just, oh my gosh, it's so intense. Um, 
but I also was was attempting, like for instance, I own Street Fighter Five. I couldn't really grasp like how these, these fighting systems that they had in the past work. In this version, they've come out with this new drive system, and the full I guess the full name of the the system is called Drive Gauge System. I gotta say, this is one of my favorite things about Street Fighter VI. You know, they've partitioned this into, what is it? One, two, three, four, five, I think, different areas, which it includes drive impact, drive parry, overdrive, drive rush, and drive reversal. What's really cool about this is the gauge is full at the beginning of the match. So I know in previous Street Fighter titles, whatever the fighting system was, it was kind of like you had to earn and charge up your meter, which is fine. I, I don't have anything against it personally, but for me, you know, it, it was something that was a little bit bummer because I'm not the best Street Fighter player. I'm not even, I don't even consider myself a good Street Fighter player. And it, it re rewarded more of like, you know, if your hits were connecting and so forth. And so you're like, okay, well, how do I, how do I get to those like really big cinematic memorable moments within fighting? What's nice about this system is that you start the match with a full gauge and then you have to strategically dole out these different types of hits. It doesn't mean you're spamming the drive gauge over and over and over again to have nothing but these like ultimate hits or whatever. And what's cool about the system is it actually penalizes you for abusing the system. So if you end up, say for instance, spamming whatever, like say, say I'm, I'm using the, um, the drive rush too much. What's really cool is that then if the gauge reaches zero, you won't be able to use any more of those moves until the meter is able to replenish itself. And during that time, you actually become more susceptible to hits from the adversary that you're fighting against. So that's really nice. What's also really cool about it is you can strategize your normal attacks and feed into this drive gauge system based on what's going on. Like, it, and it could be if you were more in a, in a defensive stance or you're in an offensive stance, maybe you like were initially being in the offensive and you like maybe over jumped. So now you're on the other side of the person and you, you have your back to them or whatever, you know, like as we all know, fighting games can change very rapidly in terms of who has the upper hand. And fighting games in, in general is essentially like a glorified version of rock, paper, scissors, right? Or the game of war. Well, we're like, you know, <laughs> uh, scissors beats paper, paper beats rock, rock beats scissors. Only obviously it's a lot more than that when it comes to Street Fighter or, or, uh, or other fighting games. What I do think is super cool though about this gauge system is it's not like there's just one move that you can do and then that's it. Like there, are, I, I spent a lot of time in the uh, the tutorial sessions and uh, even just the, the training system that they have, which by the way, another one of the strong aspects of this game is in fact the training and the tutorials. It's probably one of the best training scenarios I, I've experienced I want to say probably since Dead or Alive 6, I want to say. 
But yeah, I remember their training and tutorial system was also pretty easy to grasp and get a hold of. But this, I found myself spending hours and hours in the, the training simulator because it was so fun and informative and easy to digest. Like I didn't feel intimidated with how to learn. In fact, um, one of the one of the little tiny details that Capcom did that I really appreciate is they like you'll see these these uh, lower third text panels, and within the, these panels, the actual verbiage is reminiscent of whoever the character is that you're learning how to play as. So it's really cool because. Like for instance, I was playing, or not playing, I was learning how to play Cammy, And her, like the text down below was definitely reflective of like how she carried herself, her behavior, how she would speak and so forth. I also later on tried Yuri and Yuri had a very different type of mood and attitude to the style of text down below. Again, not a huge thing, but those are the subtle details of thoughtfulness that I I really positively respond to as a gamer because the training thing, you know, when you think of like a lot of older games, like you do it with just enough exposure to barely get like your your mind wrapped around like how you're supposed to play the game and then you're done and you, sh you slam that shut and, you know, the likelihood of you going back to that mode, no matter what kind of genre of game it is, is pretty low. What is super cool about this game is that I actually am finding that I have fun learning how to get better at, at these fighters, spending hours upon hours, and I don't feel at all like I'm wasting my time or that I'm frustrated or whatever. So huge thumbs up um, in that regard. I realize I have digressed away from the drive gauge system. Ah, say love you. Anyway, the drive gauge system is something that I'm still learning about. I don't have like a, an expert grasp on, but I definitely have enough of it where I was able to go out of training, go into more of the standard arcade mode. That's mine. My, my mode of choice right now is just going through story uh, within the arcade and making my way through that. At some point when I feel like I'm roughly okay i'll dip my toe into the battle hub which is like the online multiplayer space i will get wrecked i know i will get wrecked but it'll be okay it'll be okay it'll just be nice to be able to see just how much better everybody else is than i am so um but a huge thumbs up for me in terms of this system because I do think it is very organic in its approach it doesn't require a lot of technical understanding of like what you need to do or whatever and the the hud the ui hud is very easy to read which as someone who who is a ui ux designer that is is a big deal to me in terms of uh, of seeing how that works speaking of ui so in street fighter 5 i mentioned this earlier the menu system to me felt clunky uh, things were definitely kind of siloed in their own way. Um, and there, there was this feeling of things that were just not slapped on, but like, I don't know, like it didn't feel as this cohesive ecosystem. 
However, in Street Fighter VI, it's way cleaner, way more cohesive. You have your three modes that you can choose between, but they feel like they're they're all part of this this world, which I really really like a lot. All of the um, the different types of modes where like you're going into verses and you see all the little thumbnails pop up and the HUD system, everything about that. Everything looks really clean, really cool. I dig it. I think it's nice. If I were to pivot over to World Tour, this is where the the game suffers, honestly. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be really honest here. I could see what they were trying to go for in terms of like, okay, how do we make Street Fighter fresh? How do we create and include... Um, different types of experiences that help breathe new life into the game. And the thing is, is so I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about my, my personal opinion on this in just a sec, but at first I want to talk about the purpose. So the purpose of world tour is first of all, it has a character creator and this has been kind of a trendy thing with other games in the past. I know Namco has used it quite a bit with soul caliber and um, I'm sure Tekken 8 will have something like that as well. I have never, I mean, some fans enjoy it and, and that's cool. I have never been a person who enjoys that in a fighting game, mostly because the options that you have to work with are very limited. The final result always is it looks like a character who's in the background of one of the stages that you as a street fighter, or if you're in Soul Calibur, it doesn't matter where you are, but, but let's just talk about street fighter for now. It looks like a character that is rooting on the main fighters on any one of those stages. So to me, it's like, yeah, I see the concept of what they were going for, but unfortunately it's not deep enough or robust enough in terms of how to customize your fighter so that it actually looks legit. And I know that that Capcom was probably aware of this and that's why they pitched it as here, this new recruit and you're learning how to fight and we're going to show you the ropes and you'll bump into certain street fighter characters along the way who will teach you how to do certain techniques and so forth. My thing is, is that it does for me it doesn't work first of all the graphics take a big step backwards it looks like it's last gen it doesn't have that polish of when you're in fighting ground and you're doing just say arcade mode that has a nice visual polish to it this does not this almost feels like a separate game entirely and there's also something about it that i am kind of uncomfortable with personally which is they have it set up in such a way where you're walking along, say, the streets of New York. Like, you know, I think in the beginning, they're, they're more or less showing you Times Square. It's not exactly Times Square, but it's basically, I mean, it, it, you're led to believe, well, let me back up. One of the fun things that they do about the city is that it's the city that's based out of Final Fight. I think they call it Metro City. That is fun. As a Capcom fan, as a fan of Final Fight, I do enjoy the fact that they decided to use like their met their fictional Metro City 
And even in some of the stages where you're fighting, there are some of those those baddie characters that you've come across when you were playing as Cody or Hagar or Guy. That's really cool because that's that is bringing into the fold more of the other Capcom licenses that we all love. At the same time, though, what's weird is that you as a character are basically encouraged to go around and pick fights with other pedestrians who are like sitting on a bench or maybe they're walking along listening to tunes or, you know, basically minding their own business. And so then it turns into this thing where you have these two average Joe Schmo characters that are fighting each other for no apparent reason whatsoever. I guess what I'm trying to get to the crux of is the fact that we, especially in the United States, and honestly, in, in parts of Europe as well, and I, I can't speak for the entire world, but there has been a definite uptick in violence on the streets with normal folks where you do, in fact, have people that are picking fights with innocent bystanders, innocent citizens who don't even know who this person is. They are just trying to mind their own business and they're being assaulted. And I think given the circumstances of the times that we live in right now, it's a bit insensitive to have a game feature this mode where it encourages you to go out and try and pick fights with people and beat them to a pulp. That's just my personal opinion, but I do think it is worth bringing up just because, you know, you have folks who are playing this game that I'm pretty sure are going to kind of come to that same comparison or conclusion. On top of that too, what's weird is that like there's just a lot of goofiness with it. I, I don't play Street Fighter 6 or any Street Fighter game for that matter to play as some like average Joe Schmo character. I come to play Street Fighter to play these larger than life, amazing, hardcore characters that I wish I could be, but no, I could never ever become whatsoever. You know, if I know that I'll never be able to have the physical physique of some of these characters. I know for a fact that I can never launch a fireball from my palms. But the point is, is that that's why I want to play a game like this is that it's for that fantasy fulfillment, right? Like you want to have fun pretending that you're this character for an hour or two. And that, I mean, again, using the WWE as an example, that's why the WWE, I mean, large part of its success is based on their larger than life characters. I mean, when it goes back to the eighties, when you're looking at Hulk Hogan or Macho Man, Randy Savage, or Jake, the snake Roberts or the Bushwhack brothers, it doesn't matter who it is, but they cultivated these very like fantasy larger than life personas and the fans eat it up. Now, if they were to get someone like me in the ring with another person who's like me, nobody would pay money for that <laughs> because it's just, it's boring. So was for me personally, I played enough of fighting ground where I was just like, okay, I, this is not why I bought street fighter six. So my time is spent in uh, fighting grounds. And we'll probably be spent also in Battle Hub eventually, but Fighting Grounds is like the meat and potatoes of why I bought Street Fighter VI in the first place. There are some characters that are new in Street Fighter VI. First, we have Kimberly, uh, 
who she now she actually I think in some of her uh, excuse me in some of her moves actually have um well has <laughs> grammar um she has like certain types of, of spray cans that she uses that further reinforces kind of more of that that spray paint graffiti motif right so so she's definitely using more of that I know that some of her um, moves involves like they're almost like these ninja-esque kind of moves where she uses some of the colorful spray paint. All of a sudden, she poof, you know, is going from like one side of the screen to the other. Um, and that's a lot of fun in terms of the visual aesthetic of that. You have um, Jamie, who's the drunk. I haven't tried Jamie out. I've seen other people play as Jamie. Looks like your, your classic drunk fighter, which is a, a welcome addition to, uh, to Street Fighter VI. Luke is a bit goofy, I gotta say. Um, I'm not digging his outfit, and his forearms remind me of Popeye's forearms. Like if you if you pay attention to how he looks, like he's he's got muscle mass in his bicep, but I mean his forearms are bigger than his biceps, and it just I don't know. It kind of comes across to me as a bit goofy. Uh, you have Marissa, who is um, kind of in that Zangief bodybuilder, grappler type of, of uh, fighter. Now, Lily is one that I like quite a bit. I think she's uh, adorable. She's got um, a nice art direction to her. I don't know. I just, I just have a lot of fun. My, my hope is, is that we'll eventually get T-Hawk back into Street Fighter. I'm not exactly sure if she has any kind of relationship to his character or to his tribe or whatever, but um, it definitely points in that direction for me. Lily is another, uh, oh, excuse me. Um, Manon is the, uh, I think the the last new character in Street Fighter VI. I haven't tried her out yet. She seems to have a bit of like a dancer fighting style where she has a lot of grace her moves are not as rough and tumble. Um, definitely flexible. <laughs> but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how she how she plays. I would say also between the characters, um, Manon and Lily are definitely a nice fit when I think of like, say, the the overall roster of Street Fighters, both that, that are currently the core fighters in this game, but also to the whole family of, of Street Fighters. The other ones, not so much. Uh, yeah, I'm not. I like when I look at Kimberly or um, Jamie, Luke, Marissa. I'm just. I. The reason I'm being picky about this is that. The art direction of Street Fighter characters is legendary. I truly mean that. Like ever since Street Fighter 2 came out, the the creatives at Capcom really cultivated just these iconic looking characters, which is why they've stood the test of time over many decades. It's because so much thought went into how do we create these characters in such a way that can be iconic, that can stand the test of time, and most importantly, gel with each other. So like when you see a group team shot of them, 
they look like they belong in that, that same world. I can't really say that for the majority of these new fighters. Like I said, I do think Lily and Manon do fit pretty well. But like to give you an idea, like I had a match with Kimberly where I was playing as Yuri and I paused the game realizing that I was looking at these two characters. You have Yuri who totally has like that Street Fighter look, right? Like like the style of Street Fighter in the character. She just she she's she just has from from head to toe just that real flamboyant, larger than life, tough type of of look to her. And then you have Kimberly who's she has a very girlish looking face. She looks super young and the like the the outfit that she's wearing and I don't know like like it, it just it doesn't work for me. Now, if I compare, say, for instance, DJ and Yuri together, because I did have a match like that, DJ looks fantastic. DJ totally works in the Street Fighter family of, of characters. So I'm, you know, I, I'm really pleased when it comes to that. But yeah, a lot of these newer characters, I'm not necessarily feeling. I'm not as excited about as I am with all of the other Street Fighter characters that we've, we've come to see in the past. I am looking forward to when more of those fighters from the older games are going to come into this game because, uh, I mean, Capcom has, over the decades, fostered and created, like, all these amazing fighters. I do think it is a bit of a bummer that Capcom has embraced this microtransaction philosophy that a lot of the other fighting games have done as well, which is you have your game, you launch it, you have your core fighters, but then they will dole out these multiple fighter packs, basically, where like you'll get like I don't know, three to four fighters within one pack and then you have to wait another like three to four months and then or maybe even longer, maybe six months. And then they drop another three to four characters. But at the same time, I understand too that, I mean, at launch, I think this game has like 18 fighters to choose from. So, I mean, you have a full roster. I think I'm responding more to the, psycholo the, the psychological understanding that in the, in the previous games, we were introduced to these other characters. And so therefore, by default, they should just be available in the game already because we've already <laughs> we've, we've already discovered them, played as them, love them, that sort of thing. And in my mind, if if I was running the show, is instead of doing the world tour, which I mean, I think that that, that took a chunk of time for Capcom to be able to put that together. It may have been even why Street Fighter VI probably got pushed back a little bit was because that, I mean, that's a whole other game mode entirely. I would have loved it. And I remember that some of the older fighting games used to do this. I would love it that as you play through the arcade mode and you would beat um, the journey of certain fighters, that it would actually unlock some of these other fighters as a reward. So if I make my way all the way through playing a, say, uh, Kami, for example. 
First of all, this game has a lot of art that it unlocks when you beat um, any one of these characters' journeys, which is nice. I, I'm, I'm personally a fan of the, of the Udon Street Fighter art. I think it's great. In addition to that, though, it would have been really nice to also unlock certain fighters. That's a huge incentive to have gamers replay your game. And maybe you want to space it out. Maybe it's not every single time that you get through and you beat the arcade mode, but like, let's say for instance, the like the very first time that you go through it, you get a character. The next time you have to beat the arcade mode five times, and then you get a second character. Go through again, you have to beat it like another five times or maybe 10 times. So like, you know, you, you can balance it in such a way where like people can't just like unlock all these characters super fast within a day. You know, like like you you can make them earn it and work for it. But to me, the replayability goes up much higher as a result. And what happens is is that if you instead of doing the the world tour mode, have your team more at the kind of the brainstorming iteration table where you're able to think more about other new characters that then you can put those into future drops, future DLC drops. I think that that would honestly be something that would really be worth considering for future titles like this. And especially when it comes to Street Fighter that has so many pre-existing fighters already. Um, I don't know. I, I just, uh, I think it's food for thought if for nothing else. So in conclusion, I mean, I think that this game in terms of the core fighting itself, it has been totally worth the wait. Um, I've been waiting for a proper next-gen uh, 2.5D, 3D version of Street Fighter to come out. Um, we almost, in my opinion, we almost got it with Street Fighter V. Luckily, they, they launched the arcade mode within that game eventually. But this is the game that truly, like, the, the, the combat gameplay mechanics really flows well. I really like the, the drive gauge system. I really love how the characters move and animate on screen. I love their, their victory uh, kind of uh, cinematics that they show. Most of the music is what I would expect from a Capcom Street Fighter game. There, you know, the UI UX has been improved. My main thing is, is um, I think it's important for companies like Capcom, Namco, and others who, who create like, you know, even NetherRealm Studios, is to never forget that like at the core of your game is it's, it's all out fighting. It's about one-on-one -on -one fighting. Have your focus be on that. You know, when it comes to the stages that you fight on, when it comes to um, the environmental hazards that perhaps can be leveraged within each one of those stages, having heroes and characters that really just add to the iconic family of characters and so forth, that is what your game is all about. So moving forward, like when you go into, like say, Street Fighter 7 and beyond, don't feel like you're having to please other people. Don't feel like you have to add on these other game modes like World Tour where it's almost like an action RPG kind of, sort of, in a way. 
And this is something that, that other genres of games have run into too. If you try to please everybody, the odds are you're going to really not please anybody. That's a bit extreme. I don't think that that entirely applies here because like I said, like when I'm in the arcade mode when I'm in fighting grounds and I'm just doing the classic Street Fighter one-on-one -on -one fighting, I love it. I think, I think it's great. It'll be interesting to see like when Tekken 8 comes out and see um, what they end up doing if they're going to stick to just the core fighting or maybe if they have some game modes as well. I'm not exactly sure, but it'll be interesting to, to uh, compare notes as it were. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Thanks for hanging out with me. If you enjoyed this episode, I invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm where you can enjoy exclusive perks and early access to the show. Not to mention, it continues to financially help me do the podcast. Also, click on that subscribe button as well as that notification bell. That way you will not miss a single solitary episode of Joygasm that drops once a week each week. You can also do a search for Joygasm TV on your favorite social media platform of choice. Just type in J-O-Y-G-A-S-M-T-V. Last but not least, you can also do a search for Joygasm TV on Twitch to see me stream my gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. I look forward to being able to geek out with all of you once more next week. 